0: Hello, I'm Ed Clemente, your host. And today we're very fortunate to have Jeff Lambert. He is the uh, chairman and founder of Lambert. Did I get that correct, Jeff? You got it. Cause it's interesting because it's, it's like your name. So it sounds like I'm being redundant, but I'm not. But it, there's a lot more to it though, obviously. Why? I mean, you've got so many things you're doing. It's kind of hard for me when people ask me, what I say I'm interviewing you. Why don't you just sort of give sort of the overall? what you do or what the organization does and then we can break it down and throughout the interview
1: sure and thanks for having me on it's my uh, it's my pleasure to to be able to be on this and yeah Lambert uh, Lambert Global is first of several companies that I've started here in Michigan and uh, the most recent uh, is uh, is ticker uh, ticker with two eyes for individual investor uh, but the the Lambert organization, uh, st- started it 25 years ago in my basement, uh, marketing, PR, and investor relations, and uh, started in Grand Rapids, which is far from Wall Street, uh, but it happens to be where I grew up, and uh, it's turned out really nicely. It's our corporate headquarters. We have offices in Lansing, Detroit, and around the country, uh, and great uh, great companies and clients both here in Michigan and and beyond. And so I look at it as exporting our our brain talent uh, to other markets and other countries that it's been, been going really well. Uh, and along the way we worked with public companies, all of whom have individual investors like you and I Ed, and, uh, and yet they're, they're invisible. They're held in the brokerage account, a Schwab or a Robin hood or a fidelity a E-Trade, Meritrade. Uh, and so my ownership or your ownership or any of the listeners out there, your ownership of stock, uh, is not uh, visible to the public companies that you own, and so we wanted to unlock that relationship and started Ticker, uh, T I I C K E R, ticker.com, or apps, apps available uh, to connect individual investors to companies they own and give them the perks of ownership, rewards, discounts, uh, exclusive product, exclusive access and events, and and so it's going really well and really excited about the future.
0: Yeah, well, I think we talked in our prep call, but I used to run a chamber of commerce and just about every chamber in the world or even credit card companies all have affinity programs and makes total sense because you want that value add beyond, because I can go to anyone else. Why Why are we with you? So it gives you that extra hook.
1: Yeah. I mean, we didn't invent the idea of loyalty programs, but this is the first and uh, largest shareholder loyalty platform. Uh, and again, who's more loyal than and an owner, perhaps your your dog at home, but beyond that, uh, the loyalty of ownership uh, is is long proven. Uh, if you own uh, if you own McDonald's stock, you're going to pass by Burger King and Wendy's and go uh, take the kids to McDonald's, and that's a natural phenomenon. But companies could never actually connect with those those individuals who are loyal, who do support the leadership and management teams of those companies. They hold long term. Uh, and again, they shop those brands, they buy those products. And so that's what ticker is, is for the consumer, for the retail investor, the everyday investor, you go there and you find perks of ownership. And for the companies, they get an opportunity to to market to you, to provide you discounts and exclusive opportunities, and to find more of you, more retail investors in their stock.
0: And, you know, you, you located the company, like, is it a downtown?
1: Yeah, we're downtown Grand Rapids, and uh, so I uh, have been uh, with the Lambert Agency. We've been downtown GR. We we uh, renovated a an old auto repair shop built in the nineteen thirties and turned it into our office. In this case, ticker, uh, we just moved into purchased a building uh, thanks to the support to the Michigan Economic Development Corporation and the right place. Uh, we were able to 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 buy an old furniture building uh, that is. Super cool and edgy and and very tech forward in downtown Grand Rapids uh, that we we intend to use to recruit, uh, you know, up to 70 people in the next uh, three years. And that's really exciting. And, you know, the tech, the tech forward uh, momentum of Michigan, of Grand Rapids, Detroit and and where, where things are happening. It's exciting to see. It's exciting to be part of. And we talk about really being at the confluence of Main Street and Wall Street, and we're bringing Wall Street to Michigan. Uh, and again, every uh, every retail investor is a consumer, and we want every consumer to be a retail investor.
0: So did you, just as a side question, did you have to set this up with uh, like New York Stock Exchange or with uh, any other exchange, or is this just something you can do ancillary?
1: Yeah. So we, well, we, we invested a lot of money and time into building the technology platform, but those stock exchanges are more partners than we uh, any regulatory. So all those companies that are listed publicly traded on the New York Stock Exchange or NASDAQ uh, or the OTC markets, or even the Canadian Stock Exchange, we now have Canadian uh, brokerage firms connected. You connect any brokerage, a hundred plus Brokerage accounts connect to our platform, and the reason you connect is because you want to qualify for perks. So, if you own one share of Whirlpool, you get access to their uh, to their employee store, and as a shareholder, you get thirty or forty percent off Whirlpool or Maytag or KitchenAid products, and that's a great benefit. But you're an owner, and so you you, you deserve the perks of ownership. You now, there's a lot of other Michigan companies on the platform, Wolverine Worldwide. You know the two and a half billion dollar global footwear maker. You get thirty yep. percent off uh, their their products, Merrill and Hush Puppies and Cat and uh, many other brands. Thirty percent off as a shareholder. Haggerty, uh, Haggerty Insurance, uh, Car Enthusiast Lifestyle Company. Again, founded in Traverse City, Michigan. Now a multi billion dollar public company on the New York Stock Exchange. They offer perks for their owners, for their shareholders, and. Uh, so it's exciting to do it in Michigan. And there's so many opportunities because, again, Michigan, like many other states, uh, but I think Michigan has led in, in be, having a lot of publicly traded companies because of our heritage in, in industrial and, and automotive and manufacturing. Uh, and, and that generated a lot of really large, really uh, long-term public companies, many of whom have tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of investors, a Ford, a GM, uh, th- those kind of, kinds of companies have retail shareholders and the opportunity is what if you could reach them? Wouldn't you want them to be a shareholder? Wouldn't you want them to get the perks of ownership?
0: Well, you know, li- I'm going to tie, go back a little bit to the PR side of things, but uh, you have like offices in other States, obviously, or you're two places in Michigan, right?
1: Yeah, we, we, uh, we're in Michigan and then, uh, also Phoenix, St. Louis, Houston, and New York.
0: And and you've got clients. I've, I was looking at what you had sent me, but like in six different countries, and you've got clients all around in a lot of states. It looks like.
1: Yeah, and that really, you know, it starts by industry expertise. It's uh, certainly, you know, things like auto and mobility, uh, consumer healthcare. You know, those are exportable to other states, but also other countries. Uh, oftentimes, we'll go with a. Uh, a, a us based company that's entering new countries or rather operations globally or vice versa where' a global company looking for uh, to market in the US and so we'll do kind of both of those uh, th- both of those arrangements I'm actually partnered with 60 uh, 60 to 80 different agencies around the globe it's called proI but lar- the largest ind- the largest independent agencies in 60 countries. And, uh, and I'm the current global chair of that, and we, we will work in four different, five different countries for a client, and these, these agency owners are just like us. Uh, we get together once a year in, in exotic locations to really talk about our shared, the, the shared business, the shared opportunities, the challenges of, of growing a business, but it's a great platform as the global chair to present Michigan and you know, our, uh, you know, our platform to the world.
0: And I would imagine, too, is because Michigan does have a lot of international companies coming here that you probably get with that group, you probably even they need someone with boots on the ground to help them get started when they're new to the state, even, I would guess, too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're, you know, we're certainly the the uh, the agency for a lot of the global partners who are looking for support in automotive or mobility. Defense is a huge industry in Michigan that we are seeing more and more opportunities internationally. Uh, So those types of areas, uh, when they come to the U.S., they look to us. And obviously, my team in Michigan, it boots on the ground, but also boots on the the U.S. ground so we can uh, we can serve that client across the country. You're listening to the Michigan Opportunity. Featuring candid conversations with Michigan business leaders on what makes Michigan a leading state to live, work, and play. Listen to more episodes at michiganbusiness.org forward slash podcast.
0: And I know that uh, you've actually, uh, you, you opened an office in Detroit not too long ago too, right?
1: Yes. Actually, Detroit So came through an acquisition and it's been 15 years and I know that.
0: Oh, <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, I know that because my, uh, my executive assistant came with the acquisition, which, uh, she moved from Detroit to Grand Rapids and been, been with me ever since. And so shout out to Michelle. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's really, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of similarities between Grand Rapids and Detroit, but I, I did a, speaking of chambers, I did a chamber talk maybe a decade ago when we first moved downtown Detroit. Uh, so we moved downtown Detroit on 31313, uh, March 13th, 2000, uh, 2013. Uh, it's a nice, a nice, memorable moment 31313. Uh, but in that, I used to do a talk around the state, uh, and it was, Don't be afraid of Detroit. And I think growing up in West Michigan, we went over to Detroit for games and for, for arts and entertainment. But Detroiters never came to West Michigan, and that has changed significantly over the past decade. And it's really great to see is there's no longer this us versus them or or any kind of competition. We are one state. We are one one community. Really, our competition are other states and other uh, and other uh, other markets. So I think that's really been great to see. And we've been we were an early adopter to uh, to moving over from Grand Rapids to Detroit.
0: And obviously you've been involved very much with the sort of revitalization of downtown GR too, because you're from yeah, there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's exciting to see there's a lot going on, uh, amphitheaters and, and, uh, event venues and, and buildings and construction. And, you know, and it's, it, and, and it's happening in both markets, go downtown Detroit. And when we moved downtown, uh, you know, again, uh, I guess it would have been uh, 10 years ago. Uh, we, you know, we were one of the only service providers down there. And, uh, and that was when uh, our our friend Dan Gilbert owned one building uh, and he (laughs) owns over more than a hundred today. And, uh, and so, you know, it, it was, uh, it really is taking it. We were taking a bet on, on the future of Detroit, future of the state. Uh, It was obviously a great bet, but, you know, I grew up here. I'm a homer in, in many different ways and look forward to, you know, continued success, continue to hire, recruit people to Michigan uh, and maybe start a few more businesses along the way.
0: Well, you, you sort of just blended into uh, another question is like, not just for, you know, marketing public relations, but what trends do you just see in general as AI is coming along or other things? What, what do you see as things you should, people should be paying attention to?
1: Yeah, certainly AI. I mean, it's, you know, how do you pay attention to AI? I think you participate in the things as they come along and, you know, it's, you shouldn't be afraid of chat GPT, but you might want to be wary and you, but you should understand what it is. You should understand what cryptocurrency is and, uh, and some of the, the things like blockchain that will absolutely survive, even if crypto doesn't. And so I think the, the, the benefits of blockchain far outweigh the you know, some of the utilizations on crypto. So I think that that's, you know, that's certainly something globalization, as I talked about our growth of our business, I think we have to think globally. And and that may include, you know, the next trip you take, go outside the country and meet people and you'll find more similarities than than differences. And that really is, uh, I think, is something that we need to be, we need to be confident in. In taking, exporting our our brains, our brain power, our technology to other countries, and and also being uh, being a partner uh, where it makes sense with with those with those global entities, global companies, and 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 countries. Uh, and I guess a, a, you know a third one, which is uh, which is a broad, a really broad category, but the the overall speed of technology, mm-hmm. uh, you really have to apply it in every aspect of your life. And this idea that I'm not going to be on social, or I'm not going to you know, I, I, am okay being, uh, being, uh, not using this technology. I think you're, you're missing out. And I think that the strategy by, uh, you know, some of the folks in Detroit, but also the right place in Grand Rapids on this, this idea of creating 20,000 jobs in West Michigan around the tech sector. Well, you know, where, where does, where is that going to happen? It's not just going to happen with startups. In fact, those will probably be the least amount of jobs created. It'll be more in the industrial section. And EV, I mean, I think of of AI and EV and where things are going, I think EV is the opportunity once again for Michigan to be the global leader because everyone's coming here and saying, okay, you already have the platforms, you already have the the sales, you already have the installed base, you have the engineers, we have all those advantages. And now now we're starting to see uh, defense companies or mobility companies or or air mobility, flying taxis. They're saying, "Well, you have the infrastructure. We're going to come to Michigan to do that." So, I think that's you know to think about uh, AI in a broader sense, how it applies to your business, uh, technology, how it applies to you as an individual, but also helps you compete. And then globalization, I think, is a another thing that we just need to get smarter about and and not be aff- afraid of that uh, that world. But how do you dive into it and, and embrace it?
0: Yeah, and everything you were talking about, blockchain as well as sort of drone, is going to all feed into that at some point. And what is going to be leapfrogged is I think what you're trying to say is you rather, you rather at least know what the technology is than all of a sudden be completely forget about and you've completely gone over you. I mean, it's happening in developing countries where they're leapfrogging us, even sometimes with technology. Yeah, uh, just because they didn't have the baggage of, say, telephone lines or something like that,
1: right? yeah, yeah, the, um, the mobile adoption, for instance, in the African countries is higher than it is in the u s. And I think that, again, they went from a first generation first generation to a third generation. they They just started developing off of t- today's technology, and it just becomes ubiquitous. And uh, so I think it, it, it to, to look at those types of things, but it's moving very quickly. Five years ago, Everyone was talking about autonomous driving and that no, we're, we're not going to drive cars anymore. Well, that's really shifted to EV. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I think that you're not, you're not hearing as much about that. And I think that, that you have to be just uh, cognizant of what's going on outside of our own bubble here uh, and be part of the conversation, be part of the action. Uh, and, and But again, love it here. And lo- I think we can do anything, accomplish anything in the state.
0: Your last couple of questions are going to be simple for you. Uh, maybe not.
1: We'll see. Yeah. Tell me about that, but,
0: Ed. Uh, so, so if you were to go back, I know you started your business at about 26. And we should also put in a plug for you, by the way, for MSU. You're a varsity swimmer from MSU, and you're still involved with MSU quite a bit. I should have mentioned that earlier.
1: No. You you still swim a lot? Pre- appreciate that. I still work out and, and swimming is, uh, I've got a 25 yard lap lane in my backyard, so uh, no excuse to not be doing it. But, uh, the, you know, sw- swimming is, I think, a, a great corollary to to business success. I find, you know, former athletes of any kind, you as a rugby player, me as a swimmer, <laughs> that we, uh, that we, we you, know, you have discipline, you have teamwork, you learn those skills uh, and uh, and you also learn to fail. And, and how to, how to bounce back and how to recover and, and come, come through injury, which in the business world may be the loss of a client, uh, and more mental injury than physical. But I just, I find there to be a lot of corollaries. I obviously love, uh, I love the green and white, uh, I, the my colors for, for Lambert's are green and white ticker is green <laughs> and white. I always say a green and white is MSU and the color of money. So they work.
0: <laughs> so. So, what would you tell your seventeen-year-old self to do? Would you do it any different? I mean, you're pretty successful, pretty young.
1: Yeah, I tell you, you know, I I went to Michigan State to be a veterinarian and and learned huh. that, that liking animals was not enough to be a vet. Uh, and I was a good writer, so I ended up in advertising and com arts and and it really, you know, some of those, some things those, those things happen because you listen to others and listen to other people's feedback. And if I looked back, back at myself at seventeen, I would say again, maybe listen to not my parents, but my, my friend's parents, other people in the, in the business world or in a, in a, in a community organization that you want to be part of, but uh, more, more listening than talking, uh, would be a, would be one, uh, one skill set. Uh, I would, I would think about, I would think about even as a communications, uh, grad, you didn't have to take business classes and in many ways people shun that, but, Everything we do is about business, and so I think there needs to be a lot more overlap uh, between return on investment and and teaching people about money and and capital in the engineering school and in the and in the communication school uh, and in in public policy. And so I think if I, if I take back, I should have taken more business classes. I learned a lot of it by osmosis, and was was fortunate to get into a position where I could learn industrial relations from. Uh, from a, from a boss who became my partner, Brian Edwards in the early days. And, uh, and I think that really is, you know, learning business applicable to all skill sets. And, and I think that's really the, um, uh, you know, that's, that's a lesson that I'd say, Hey, you know, stop being uh, so myopic, look at what, why are you doing communications? Why are you writing a press release or doing a podcast? You're trying to drive an outcome be that fundraising, be that advocacy, be that business, sales, revenue. Uh, but I think that would be something that I would encourage everyone to do.
0: Yeah. You know, and it's it's funny because I I grew up in the restaurant business, but, uh, you know, usually the people that open restaurants are people that either like food or were bartenders or waitresses, but they have no idea of the business side of it and how complex. And that's really like 90% of the business. Yeah. <laughs> Making yep. sure you don't overbuy, or you do HR, all those things.
1: I mean, we're all, we're all in some degree of business. And yeah, again, even as a nonprofit, you're still trying to raise money. You're still trying to grow your impact. And so this idea of return, I think, is a piece of it. And maybe the, the last thing I would tell my 17-year-old self is uh, surround yourself with complimentary and smart people. Uh, don't be intimidated by that, but you you don't need to know everything. You just need to know your strengths, leverage those. Let other people come alongside and support you.
0: Your last question, and might be you might have already answered it a couple of times, but what do you like best about living in Michigan?
1: Boy, there's so many things. You know, it is you know from a community perspective, this public-private partnership, the ability to pick up the phone and talk to anybody. Uh, you know, there's a there's a there's a Midwest value system that's real. Uh, and uh, I think that's you know from a psychic and a business perspective that's been very beneficial. Obviously, the outdoors. I'm a I'm a boater. I love the water, you know, love it being on it, in it, around it. Uh, and you know, it's 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 always fun. I I brought a few people internationally to to Lake Michigan, and they're sh- they're literally shocked. I had a woman from Costa Rica ask me when did we truck in the sand. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's just, it's mind blowing if you've never seen what the assets we have, uh, in Northern Michigan, the UP and, uh, in, and outside of Detroit and Lake St. Clair and Lake Michigan and the whole coastline. Um, so, I mean, outdoors, you can't beat Michigan. Uh, we are the four seats of the state and I'd put us up against anybody. Uh, and I think that lifestyle, particularly post COVID where, uh, your full life matters a whole lot more uh, when you can, you can spend some more remote time or a, maybe fractional in the office, uh, that really becomes important. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big, uh, big Michigan fan, the, uh, the state, not the university. Go great.
0: <laughs> go white. Uh, anyway, I want to thank Jeff Lambert again. He's the, uh, chairperson of Lambert and also the founder. So, uh, thanks a lot, uh, Jeff, for taking time today to be on the show.
1: No, I appreciate it. I appreciate the support of uh, you all and, and uh, the Michigan business community and uh, MEDC as well. And uh, go check out Ticker, T-I-I-C-K-E-R dot com and get some parts. The Michigan Opportunity is brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit org forward slash radio to put your plans in motion.